0: Let us pray. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. I recently saw a little sign for purchase in a shop window that read, I'm not a shopaholic, I'm just helping the economy. And maybe some of you can relate to that sentiment or you know someone who can relate to that. It was a reminder to me that in our country, the term that is most often used to describe people is not citizen, it's not individual, it's not even American, but rather consumer, consumer. Whatever else we might be, we are all consumers. Whatever age we might be, or race, or gender, or religion, or political party, whatever might divide us, we are all united in our consumption, in our almost patriotic duty to consume. Which makes me wonder, what do we actually consume? Well, in a very literal sense, of course, we all consume food and drink, but we also consume stuff. We consume things. We all love our Amazon Prime, don't we? At least I do. You order it and it's here tomorrow. Two days if you really have to be patient. We even consume stuff that we won't ever buy. Is anyone here addicted to surfing houses on Zillow or Trulia? you know, Fantasizing about another house they might buy or live in? is uh, anyone ever look at jewelry or cars or boats online? Dream of things uh, you can't afford, things you'll never buy? Anyone ever watch QVC or the Home Shopping Network? Remember those? We also consume uh, media and entertainment, sports and reality TV and celebrity culture and lots and lots of news so much news on television and radio, in print and on our phones. And come to think of it, our our phones are little consumption machines, aren't they? Whatever we might want, whatever small dopamine hit we might crave, our phones are always ready to deliver, to cater to our appetites, to deliver our every whim. There's a movie I saw recently on Netflix called Inside by Bo Burnham. Has anyone besides my family seen Inside by Bo Burnham? Anybody? Great, I'm 0 for 2. One person back there. Awesome. (laughs) Nobody at the 8. Anyway, I'll warn you, it's not a movie for everyone. It's not for uh, children, maybe teenagers, not small children. But I actually think it's a work of genius. I actually think it's one of these cultural artifacts that when we look back on 20 years and think about this pandemic we've been living through for the last year and a half, Inside by Bo Burnham is gonna capture something important about what we've all been living through. Of course, it's called Inside because we've all been living inside, right? Not just inside our homes, but also kind of inside ourselves. Anyway, Burnham wrote and directed and filmed uh, this entire movie by himself in a single room over the course of the past year. And so it's a movie about the isolation, the loneliness that so many of us have experienced over the course of the pandemic and the ways in which the internet has both helped us and harmed us, both united us and divided us. One of the songs in the movie, is actually a musical, believe it or not, he sings and uh, it's kind of a musical documentary, comedy. It's it's a strange movie. One of the songs is entitled Welcome to the Internet, and it begins with these words. Welcome to the Internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. The song then goes on to describe the the overwhelming nature of the internet, all of its contradictions and how it holds space for both the best and the worst of humanity's desires and aspirations. And the chorus to the song goes like this, could I interest you in everything all of the time, a little bit of everything all of the time, Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything all of the time. Kind of captures what the internet is, isn't it? Anything and everything all of the time. And it's a song about our, our insatiable need to be entertained, to consume, and the tools we have created to put anything and everything at our fingertips all of the time. And the question that Bo Burnham seems to be asking through this song, and really through the entire movie, is how is that working out for us? How's that going? All of this consuming, how does it make us feel? Is it doing us any good? How often does our consumption leave us feeling confused or angry? Or envious, dissatisfied, fearful, inadequate. We consume and consume and consume, but ironically, we are so often left feeling empty, unsatisfied, hungry for something more, something better. Very often, it seems, whatever we think we are consuming ends up actually consuming. Us. Well, in today's gospel reading from John, Jesus calls people, calls us, calls you and me to be consumers, but not of food or stuff or media, but strangely, almost disturbingly, consumers of him, consumers of Jesus. Here's what he says. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The people then disputed among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Which seems like a fair question. Jesus goes on, very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like what your ancestors ate, and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. Now, what could this possibly mean? What is Jesus talking about when he's saying to eat, to consume him, his flesh, his blood? Well, first, I think it's very easy to draw a line from this passage directly to the communion table where we celebrate the Lord's Supper together, where we eat bread and drink wine as we remember Jesus' body broken, his blood shed on the cross that we might be forgiven. And have eternal life. But I think Jesus is also calling us to consume him in the way that we consume media, consume stuff. Jesus wants us to think about him, to dwell on him, to seek him, to look at him, and to worship him. Listen to what the Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesian Christians in today's Epistle reading, he says, be filled with the spirit, filled, as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I have to confess, when I was in high school, me and my brothers used to make brutal fun of my mother who was sitting right over there because we'd be in the car and she would put the radio on to like one of those Christian rock stations, like K-Love or something. Anyone listen to those? Be like, Mom, why are you listening to this terrible music? And she, said, she would say, because it fills me up, because it keeps me going, because it builds me up. And she was exactly right. That's one of the reasons we sing hymns in church, because there's something about songs, about music, about melodies that stick in your brain, isn't there? Even when you can't remember the prayers, maybe, you can remember the songs. My mom was following the Apostle Paul's very good advice. Or listen to the way that today's Psalm dwells on God. It feeds on his goodness and faithfulness and promises. The Psalmist write, great are the deeds of the Lord. They're studied by all who delight in them. His work is full of majesty and splendor and his righteousness endures forever. This week, I listened to an interesting conversation on YouTube between Russell Brand and uh, Ben Shapiro, who are two very smart, very well-spoken, interesting people from opposite sides of the political spectrum, actually engaging in, in thoughtful, respectful dialogue. And there's a lot on which they disagree. But one thing they do agree on is they both believe in God. And they talked about how important it was to get off Twitter every so often and to remember that there's a God in heaven, that there are people who have come before us who are smarter than us, who will come after us that are smarter than us, and that God is smarter than everyone to escape the present moment. And remember that as the Psalmist says, God's righteousness endures forever. He makes his marvelous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. So Jesus calls us to consume him, to consume his love, His grace, His compassion and faithfulness such that uh, that love begins to invade our heart and mind and lives. Now I have to say, if you know me at all, then you know that I actually, I love media. I love movies, I love music, I love TV. I was an art history major in college and I find art to be tremendously helpful and sometimes even modern day parables. Sometimes God speaks through these things. And yet, what I find is that when I'm compulsively consuming earthly things, it's very often to avoid or forget my fears, my worries, to block out the pains and anxieties of life. I think when we turn on the TV or the radio or pick up our phones or do a little retail therapy, they call it retail therapy for a reason, It's very often to quiet the anxious voices in our minds. But it doesn't work, does it? Not for long, maybe for a moment, but it doesn't work in the long term. And I wonder what life might look like if in those moments when we are tempted to use consumption as an escape, we might turn to Jesus instead. How might our lives be different if in our moment of need, we might pick up our, our Bibles instead of our phones, or even better, our Bible on our phone. Before turning on the TV or the radio to drown out our anxieties, perhaps we might just say a small, quiet, honest prayer to tell Jesus about our, our fears, our needs, our worries, rather than trying to forget them or bury them What would it look like to invite Jesus in, to ask him for what we want and what we need to turn our lives over to him? Because again, and you all know this, all this consumption, it doesn't feed us, it doesn't satisfy, it never brings us the peace, the hope, the joy that we want. Only Jesus can do that. That's why he is the bread of life. Only Jesus can give us life, both here on earth and on into eternity. We're all hungry, we're all consumers, but may God in his grace move us to consume Jesus above all else, to dwell, to pray, and to feed on him who is the bread of life, amen.